I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, former college professor turned manager in a large corporation turned entrepreneur. And not just any entrepreneur. I've made it my life's work to make organizational life more effective and fulfilling. So welcome to Working Conversations, the podcast where we digest and translate research and ideas on workplace dynamics and serve up to you the most interesting and actionable strategies to make your workplace conversations and your relationships more effective, productive, and influential. If you're looking for proven tools for your workplace toolbox, you're in the right place. Now, let's get after it. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Working Conversations podcast, where we talk all things leadership, business communication, and trends in organizational life. I'm your host, Dr. Janelle Anderson. This is the 100th episode of the podcast. In the weeks leading up to this podcast, I've been reflecting on the persistence that it has taken to get 100 episodes planned, recorded, produced, and released. And if you know me, which you probably do if you've been listening to the podcast for any length of time, once I get pondering something, I absolutely have to research it to find out what body of evidence there is about whatever topic it is that I'm pondering. So off I went to research persistence. It seems perfect for this episode. Persistence is the ability to keep going regardless of obstacles, setbacks, or challenges. Some people seem to have an almost innate ability to persist, while others may struggle to keep going when the going gets tough. So what makes some people more persistent than others? As it turns out, there are a number of factors involved, including genetics, personality traits, and your vision of the future. Here I was thinking it was all about my virtue in being able to stick with something, but me trying to keep up with doing something, in this case, the podcast, is only part of the story. Science and specifically genetics and personality and other factors outside of my immediate control also have a lot to do with it. And that's what we're going to dig into in this episode. Let's start with some famous examples of persistence. Perhaps the most famous American known for persistence is Thomas Edison. A few years back, I read an excellent biography of Edison called The Wizard of Menlo Park, How Thomas Alva Edison Invented the Modern World by Randall Strauss, which I highly recommend, by the way. Edison had far more failures than successes, and some of his successes he didn't take the time to see to fruition, and his competitors and even his own staff members swooped in and took credit for them or got them fully to a place where they provided value in the marketplace. And you may have heard that Walt Disney was fired from one of his first jobs for having, get this, no imagination or good ideas. And then, as we all know, he went on to become the film producer who still to this day maintains the record for the most Academy Awards earned by an individual, 22 of them from a whopping 59 nominations. You may have also heard that the basketball great, Michael Jordan, was cut from his high school basketball team. That wasn't his only setback. He was also overlooked by colleges and passed over by the National Basketball Association draft. Despite these setbacks, Jordan persevered and became one of the all-time greatest basketball players. Incidentally, after being cut from his high school team, Jordan went on to train intensely 
and then make the varsity team the following year. So early on, he had a track record of persistence. And Stephen King's first book, Carrie, was rejected by publishers 30 times before it was accepted and became the iconic thriller that it is. And then imagine all of Stephen King's additional work that followed really hinged on him getting that first publishing contract. So what is it about these people (laughs) and me being able to stick with the podcast for 100 episodes? Well, and more because we're far from done here. (laughs) But what is it about these people that results in the persistence to continue to make things happen in the face of setbacks, obstacles, and formidable challenges? And as a quick aside, I've had my fair share of setbacks, obstacles, and challenges with the podcast over these 100 episodes in the past two years. From writer's block to technical issues to my occasional mishandling of files, (laughs) putting them anywhere but where my team is looking for them, to most recently, my post-pandemic travel schedule picking up and me being on the road so much that at times it's really challenging to get a new episode out each week. So yeah, well, my challenges have not necessarily been at the Thomas Edison level. I have indeed had them. Okay, so what is it about some people that makes them more persistent than others? The research says it's a combination of the following. Genetics, personality traits, and your vision. Let's tackle them one at a time. And I'll add in my own experience with each one as we go. First, Let's look at the brain and find out what's going on in the wiring of those who are highly persistent and what genetics has to do with it. A 2012 study published in the Journal of Neuroscience had participants play a math game with different levels of difficulty for a hypothetical monetary reward. The participants who were more willing to play a more difficult version of the game released higher levels of the neurotransmitter dopamine in areas of the brain related to reward and motivation, namely the striatum and the ventromedial prefrontal cortex. Other participants, the ones who put in less effort and played an easier version of the game intentionally, released more dopamine in the area of the brain responsible for emotion and risk perception. Dopamine, it's important to note, is a neurotransmitter that plays a key role in motivation and reward. It's often referred to as the feel-good chemical as it's released when we experience pleasure or accomplish a goal. However, dopamine also plays a crucial role in persistence or the ability to stick with a task or a goal despite those obstacles and setbacks. When we set a goal, our brain releases dopamine in anticipation of achieving that goal. This dopamine creates a feeling of motivation and energy which can help us persist through challenges and setbacks. As we make progress towards our goal, the brain continues to release dopamine, providing a sense of reward and reinforcement for our efforts. Here's where things get interesting from a genetic standpoint. One of our genes, the one called catechoomethyltransferase, or COMT, or COMPT for short, shows up in a novel variation in a subset of the population. About 20 to 30% of Caucasians of European ancestry, at least that's who's been tested so far and turned up positive for this variation. That variation handles dopamine differently. In these folks, dopamine hangs around longer. It doesn't go out of your brain quite as fast. 
it may be the case that those who are highly persistent have this variation and their reward centers operate differently than those whose COMPT gene does not have this variation. The research on this is still emerging, but it's highly plausible. One of the other manifestations of this gene expression variation is that people who have it experience emotions, both the highs and the lows, more intensely than their counterparts who don't have it. And that certainly rings true for me. So I wouldn't be surprised if I have this particular gene expression. I haven't been tested for it, but I am considering it. This episode is made possible by Instacart. If you haven't already started using Instacart, now is the time, my friend. Now, I'm the first one to say that I actually enjoy a trip to the grocery store. I really do. But you know what I like doing even better? Making this podcast. When I was deep in the development of this podcast, outlining and recording the first few episodes, my kids reminded me that they needed to eat. Instacart to the rescue. In absolutely record time, Magnolia, my Instacart shopper that day, delivered chicken nuggets, milk, avocados, fresh berries, and a host of other groceries we needed. When life gets busy, or when you just want to feel like royalty and have someone do it for you, there's Instacart. Get $10 off your first order when you sign up at workingconversations.com forward slash Instacart. Now, back to the show. Secondly, Personality traits play a role in persistence. Individuals who score high on measures of conscientiousness and perseverance in personality tests are more likely to be persistent than those who score low. Conscientiousness is a trait that's characterized by being responsible, organized, and dependable. Now, while I wouldn't say I'm always responsible, organized, and dependable, I probably am a little bit more than some others. Perseverance is a trait that's characterized by being persistent and tenacious in the pursuit of goals. Individuals who score high on these traits may be more likely to set goals and work hard to achieve them, even in the face of obstacles. Now, personality itself is a complex concept that refers to an individual's unique patterns of thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, and it encompasses a wide range of characteristics that make each person distinct, including their temperament, their values, their beliefs, attitudes, and so forth. Personality, of course, plays a crucial role in shaping our thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, and it influences how we interact with others and navigate the world around us. Some aspects of personality are thought to be inherited, such as temperament. However, environmental factors such as your upbringing, socialization, and life experiences also play a role in shaping your personality. So with personality, we're back to the nature-nurture debate. While some aspects of personality may be predetermined by genetics, personality is also shaped by the unique experiences and environments that we encounter throughout our lives. So as it relates to personality and persistence, some of it you were born with and some of it developed along the way. As for me, there are certainly times when I simply can't let go of an idea or plan. It very well could be that it's my personality and coming from both hereditary factors and life experiences, it's that personality that just won't allow me to quit. The final area that has an impact on your level of persistence is your vision of the future. And here I'm going to break it down into three distinct areas of your vision, your conviction, your curiosity, and your values. Having an unwavering conviction towards something means that you believe in your goals and dreams with all of your heart. You have a clear vision of what you want to achieve and you're willing to work hard and overcome obstacles to make it happen. 
People who have unwavering conviction are able to stay focused on their goals even when they encounter setbacks and challenges. They are not easily discouraged by failure or criticism. Instead, they use these experiences as opportunities to learn and grow. To develop unwavering conviction, it's important to start by identifying what you truly want to achieve. You should take the time to reflect on your passions and your interests and your values. Once you have a clear sense of your goals, then you can start to develop a plan to achieve them. For highly persistent people, this plan may not be realistic or achievable, but it is challenging and it keeps you motivated despite those setbacks and obstacles. The second part of the vision of the future that relates to persistence is curiosity. People who are curious are always seeking to learn new things and explore new ideas. They're not satisfied with the status quo. They're always looking for ways to improve themselves and their work. Curiosity is important in persistence because it helps you stay motivated and engaged in your goals. When you're curious, you're constantly seeking new information and insights that can help you overcome challenges and find new opportunities. People who are curious also ask questions, seek out new experiences, they read widely, take courses, and engage with people who have different perspectives and experiences than their own. Finally, values are another important factor in your vision in persistence. Your values are the principles and beliefs that guide your life. They are the things that are the most important to you and they help you make decisions and prioritize your time and energy. When you're clear about your values, you are better able to stay focused and motivated in the face of those challenges and setbacks. Your values help you stay true to yourself and your goals, even when the going gets tough. Your values help you do the habitual work of making progress on whatever you're being persistent at. You keep going at it because it's consistent with your values, even when you're not seeing great progress towards your goals. You've developed a habit of taking action toward the goal, and that is seated in your values. I know I have definitely felt unwavering conviction, used my curiosity, and acknowledged values and associated habitual behavior that are consistent with what I want to create in the future as I've worked on not only this podcast, but on the other aspects of my work, whether that be in developing keynote speeches, writing, or consulting with my clients. My vision of the future definitely drives my persistence and keeps me focused on the goal. So as I close this 100th episode, let me ask you, what are you persistent about? Where in your life is your persistence the strongest? I want to know. Drop me a line on social media or send me an email. And if you enjoy this content, any and all of the 100 episodes and the ones to come, and if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button and knock that little bell so that you get notified every time there's a new episode out. If you're listening on a podcast player, I would love it if you were to go over to Apple Podcasts, even if that's not where you listen, that's the best place to leave me a review. I'm also starting to make other videos on YouTube as well. So even if you do listen on a podcast player, you'll want to head over to YouTube and subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Wherever you are listening or watching, again, please do leave me a review. It helps other listeners find me. and It just plain old makes me feel good. Thanks so much for listening. And here's to the next 100 episodes. Until episode 101, be well, my friends. 
Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast, head on over to Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars and a quick review. It really makes a difference and it keeps us bringing you valuable content that you can put into play in your life. I'm Dr. Janelle Anderson, and this is Working Conversations.